This podcast is sponsored by Mississippi Land Bank. They understand the lay of the land. Visit mslandbank.com. The one constant through all the years, Ray, has been baseball. Out-recorded Omaha. Here comes the Bulldog baseball team. And here's a ball in the air. Hey everybody, welcome back to Dogpile, a special edition of, of Dogpile. We are coming out swinging here and I'm, I'm really proud of it. I, I can't wait to see where this project goes moving forward. So Hopefully, those of you that are listening to this have already listened to the extensive season preview podcast that Matt Wyatt and I put out to begin this this new venture known as Dogpile, a Mississippi State baseball exclusive uh, podcast. And to kind of supplement that, we have a sit-down interview with Spencer Price. Um, those of you that know me from, from my work at the Commercial Dispatch before this know that I was doing a kind of occasional series with Spencer Price, checking up with him and his Tommy John rehab surgery. For those that don't remember the timeline, he got hurt in one of his final preseason outings before the 2018 season. So that was January of 2018. Um, I caught up with him in April, I think, and then again over the summer, and then again in October. Uh, So we're wrapping up that series now to kind of look back on his entire uh, rehab process now that it's pretty much over, knock on wood, right? Um, And talk about what he did in the winter, in December and January, to catch up with the final stage of of his rehab process. And I I think y'all are really going to enjoy it. What what I love about Spencer and why I think he was a a good subject for, for this is that he's, he, he makes a genuine effort to be insightful. He doesn't just listen to your question to get a few buzzwords out of it and try to form an answer off of those. He, you, when you ask him a question, when you conversate with him, you can genuinely see, his attentiveness, and you can see the gears turning in his head to try to give you an insightful response, and I really appreciate that, and I think you all will benefit from that, especially in in the second half once we get into kind of the nitty-gritty of relearning his pitch arsenal and reintroducing breaking balls into his into his game and getting his arm acclimated to throwing off of mound in a pitching style and location and, and all of those things. So hopefully you uh, – Hopefully you enjoy that that aspect of, of Spencer. So we talk a lot about his Tommy John rehab, but also at the end we talk about the general excitement for the season upcoming and and motivation for, for this season after three straight super regional appearances and and everything like that. So a special edition of, of Dogpile in this interview with Spencer Price on his Tommy John rehab process. Hope y'all enjoy it and we will be talking to y'all soon. Spencer, you've been a uh, you've been a real sport. About uh, about being open and and generous with with your time on this, and I know I've gotten a lot of positive feedback from from readers and and listeners. So you're you're well liked in the Mississippi State fan base, if nothing else, because you've been open and, and educated people about this, much less what you do on on the mound. So I we all appreciate that. So thank you for that, and thank you again for your time today. Of course, I'm always happy to help out and 
any way possible. So I wanted to take the the 30,000 foot view before we get into the uh, the nitty gritty of what you've been doing recently, kind of relearning your your pitch arsenal. That's that's what I'm most interested today in today. But I wanted to touch on your kind of overall attitude, because when we get, you go back to our first conversation that, that we had, you were pretty cavalier about all of this at that point. Like you, you knew from a young age that this was likely to happen and that your attitude was when it does happen, I'm just going to suck it up, do it and, and come back stronger. Have, have you always been kind of pragmatic in that way? Yeah. I've always just tried to know what's going to happen and go at it with an open mind and know yeah. that things are going to be okay. In the end, everything happens for a reason and it's, and it's going to work out in the end. So I just try to stay positive through everything and not try and dwell on the negative. Is it, have you, are you that way in every way of in every walk of life or just in baseball? Or are you kind of a pragmatic realist everywhere in life? I try to use that throughout life. My, my dad's always taught me from a young age. He's said, Hey man, and everything is going to work out. Everything's going to be fine no matter what happens. And just knowing that I got the support of my family to get through anything that I go through is big for me. And it's just, that started at a young age. And I think it's just carried over into who I am today. So do you think you got that from your dad? I do. Okay. Uh, was there and was there ever a point in the process where you doubted that? Were there ever days where you doubted you would be able to come back no. stronger? There, I've. It's all part of a plan. There's been tons of guys that have gone through this type of thing and I just know to just stay the course and it takes a long time to come back from this type of injury and surgery so I've just tried to stay focused on my daily task and I imagine a lot of that faith comes from Jason Wire and Taylor Gossman and, and guys like that all those guys they just keeping me grounded into what I got to do that day mm-hmm. and not trying to get to the big picture people are kind of People I would talk to, they're like, man, you're going to come back throwing harder. And I'm like, I just want to get back to where I was. <laughs> I don't. If I throw harder, that's great. If I don't throw as hard as I did, that's fine. I just want to be able to go out there and play again. Right. I mean, you, were, you were pretty good before. So uh, up until that ankle in 17, right, up until that ankle, you were you had it rolling there. You, you mentioned all the people you talked to, and that's kind of the – the, the blessing and the curse for, for your particular rehab that Mississippi State had so many guys that had gone through this Tommy John rehab process. So it's unfortunate that the baseball program and for those individual guys that they all had to miss time. But for you, you had a, a wealth of, of resources. And I, I know you, you went to those guys early and often. Now that you're pretty much through this thing, knock on wood, is, did you find those conversations useful? Oh, yeah. I mean, just – any sort of little tips or hints that I got from them saying just what it's like to go through it. I'm mm-hmm. like, Hey man, is, am I supposed to be hurting right here the day after throwing? They're like, yeah, dude, you're, you're fine. Just, <laughs> you'll be fine in a day or two. And just, it's just the, the mental part of it. And also just knowing physically what was going to happen through the whole process. Talking to those guys was huge for me. So how often do you think those conversations happen? Was that something you collected all the data at the beginning and went about it, or did you constantly go back to those guys throughout? It's just a constant going back to them. I would, I would just uh, if something would pop up, I'd have a question about. I would, I would just talk to them, shoot them a text, anything like that. I'm like just about anything with that sort of had to do with the surgery. Yeah. 
was there any one guy that you think you spoke to more than most? No, I just, or is there like a Tommy John group text of some kind? If there is, I'm not involved in it. (laughs) (laughs) Probably a good thing. Yeah. But, uh, it just, whoever was nearest. Yeah. I mean, you can just, you're at arm's length from anybody that has gone through it. So I would just try to pick anybody's brain that was willing. Yeah. And, through those conversations though every everybody is different and well by by body i mean the actual body not the the personality and and spirit within it uh, so everybody reacts differently to these treatments and and things like that how is how was your experience different or unique from from the probably seven or eight other guys in this locker room that had to deal with it well i would say something that's different for me is whenever i work out in the mornings mm-hmm. and do a, a full body workout upper body, lower body, anything like that. My arm feels really good that day when I throw. And typically you don't hear of guys wanting to work out on days that they throw. Mm -hmm. But for me, ever since we got back from Christmas, it's helped helped me feel better when I throw. I don't know if it has to do with stimulating the muscles or just getting a move in blood flow, any sort of that thing. But that's something kind of unique that I do. I'll, I'll come in on my own at at eight or nine in the morning, get a workout and then throw a bullpen later that day. Okay. So it's something that's something I do. It might not be a forever long term thing. Mm-hmm. It might just be right now. I don't know. But what I'm trying to do right now is just find a routine and a pattern for things that works for me to help me feel better every time I throw. So you you benefited from being in the gym the day of a of a throwing session, but you were I mean we we talked about this in the beginning. You're kind of a gym rat. You enjoy being in in the weight room and those things. So that was I guess that was kind of normal for you mm-hmm. to to pump some iron and then and then throw later that day. Uh for right now, yes. Okay. Okay. Once the season starts, things things might change. It might be yeah. the the grueling season it is. Your body's going to break down and that it might not be as frequent or that might be something I need to keep my body strong throughout the season. Right. Okay. And now, now I do want to pick your brain on, uh, on the more recent part of relearning your pitch arsenal and, and things like that. But before we do that, let's take a quick moment and hear a word from our sponsor. We do more than make a living off the land in North Mississippi. We live for the land too. We live for an early morning duck hunt, time spent in a deer stand, a day of fishing and the outdoor life. For more than a hundred years, Mississippi Land Bank has been a great hunting partner for recreational land lovers. By helping to finance the land they've set their sights on, we know what a hunter loves and the lay of the land in North Mississippi. And that's where I stand. Okay, thanks to them and thank you to Spencer Price for sitting through a, uh, a sponsorship break. I, I got to pay my bills, man. You know how it is. Um, so when – what people – what I tried to outline in the uh, in the stories, the series, was that you go, what, you start at 30 feet when you first picked up the ball? 30 or 45. Either way, it wasn't any longer than this table right here. <laughs> right. right. This is basically like a conference room table. And, and you kind of picked up increments to the point where you were long tossing. And then you got on a mound, right? When you got on a mound, were you throwing pitches or were you just throwing the baseball? It was strictly fastball. Fastball only pins for probably the first six or eight bullpens I threw. Okay. We, what we were trying to do is we were trying to build arm strength first. Was location even uh, considered? I mean, for me, yes, but <laughs> for the trainers, for the for Jason, he didn't care where it was going. Okay. He just, he just wanted 
to build up that workload and capacity for my arm to get back used to throwing pitches mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. But I I took uh, an interest in location because that's the hardest thing to get back is your is your your accuracy, your location for pitches. And so I wanted to concentrate on that early instead mm-hmm. of having to do it at the end yeah. right now. I don't want to be trying to find the strike zone now <laughs> type thing with eight days till season. Yeah, yeah, with, with Youngstown State yeah. right around the corner. But uh, so we've, through the early bullpen process, was just worried to more focus on workload and just focusing on arm strength. The the location thing, was, was that something you heard from the other guys or was that your own experience? Oh, of- the guys told me, he said, just the location's the last thing to come. They okay. said, you, you can feel great, but you don't – it's hard to locate your fastball and other things like that. So I made it a mission of mine to focus on that early mm-hmm. instead of in the latter of the rehab process. And what what was it like throwing fastball-only pins? Like were you really monitoring your velocity at that point, hoping to see it climb, or was it just the, the fact that you were throwing off a mound to a, to a catcher again that felt good? I mean, I was just happy to be back on a mound <laughs> and throwing again, but – I was throwing probably 50% at that time, okay. and it just it was a, a gradual increase just on intensity of throwing. But at that point, it was just it would be two sets of ten, just fastballs, trying to trying to just build arm strength. But mm-hmm. as it went on, I started increasing intensity and workload. I'd be I'd throw, uh, I'd start throwing. At the end, I was probably throwing a 50-pitch okay. pitch pin. Now, what, what's the timeline on those six to eight fastball oh, pins? Probably sometime in December or January, I'm guessing. Oh, I was doing this in October. Oh, okay. I was doing this in October. I was on the mound probably nine months after surgery. Okay. And then doing that, uh, just throw, throw those fastball pins just to build the arm strength. And then after... I got to where I could handle a workload. Mm-hmm. We started shortening the pins, but throwing for more velocity. Yeah. And then that's when we would pull out a radar gun and try and just to gauge where we were at. Yeah. That type of thing. So when did the, the change up and your breakers a slider? Mm-hmm. Slider and curveball. Okay. So when, when did you start incorporating the, the change up and the two breakers? In? Uh, change ups was way before the breakers. Um, yeah. Makes probably sense. the probably around the four week period just start just start flipping a few in there as in four weeks into fastball only pins so by thanksgiving ish maybe into december you start incorporating change-ups i took the whole month of november off okay so i would say start of october i was throwing into i was throwing change-ups and then probably the last two weeks i was just just spinning some breaking balls i wasn't ripping them or anything like that because Mm -hmm. there was no need to right at that point Okay, um, so and the, the November month off thing, I know that was planned. Were you given a, a reason as to why? Oh, it was just to give my arm a rest. I've been throwing since May, I think. I've been throwing three, four days a week since May till October. Yeah. And we all just wanted to give the arm a chance just to have a rest, have a break, because mo- most of these guys had a whole summer off, mm-hmm. and I was still throwing. So I took November off just to focus on getting in the weight room, getting stronger and everything. 
focusing on arm care and rehab instead of the actual throwing aspect. So, so, so at that point, it, it wasn't a month off because of the Tommy John rehab. It was a, almost like a month off, like a pitcher would take after a season to let the arm rest after after like a, an Omaha run. I'm, I'm sure several of of this team's pitchers had had that done. Uh, like I think uh, I think Riley Self was one. He was going to go play summer ball, but then didn't. Okay, so so that's kind of what the the idea of the break was there. Just to give your body a, a chance to just to cool down yeah. and recover, and that's what we felt was best at that mm-hmm. time. So then, when do you pick up throwing? Do you throw in December or do you throw when you come back? And you throw in December. I was I was throwing December one. Okay, and we just basically restarted the throwing program. You you go to sixty feet, seventy five feet, ninety feet. Mm-hmm every day and you just slowly gradually back it up till you're throwing 300 feet and you start throwing some flat grounds and things of that nature so when did you when was the first time you really broke off a a slider or a curveball i would throw some with it with long toss over christmas as in like the spin or trying to replicate the arm motion i would uh just the full intensity of throwing it okay after a uh, a long long toss session, probably 250 300 feet, you, you come back in and you start working on your change ups and your off speed pitches. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm crow hopping, throwing sliders at, <laughs> at guys just to replicate that arm action and intensity yeah. of that. Okay. Of that so what 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 was it like to kind of relearn your your arsenal? I mean, how how did did it feel rusty? Did it feel strange to kind of regain the feel for your breaking pitches or did it come back naturally felt like i was on back on a bike i mean it was nothing (laughs) it was like i just threw it yesterday type thing and sure there were bad ones but the feel the feel was there and that's what i was most excited about was that i had the feel for it instead of having to relearn a new pitch i just had to it was a i just had to resharpen that skill is that normal I guess <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't you didn't ask it. I, okay. I just I, I've always been confident in my breaking balls right. type thing, and I just I I knew I would be fine with it in my own head, and I didn't have to. I never struggled with that in the rehab process, having to find it again. So okay. I think it's just been just a natural thing for me. Yeah, I, I I was just curious about that because you you mentioned it's like riding a bike. There are some skills where you cannot practice them for years at a time and pick it up and and be fine. But I I know if I tried to go out there and throw some junk breaking ball, it's been ten years. It probably wouldn't work out too well for me. But it, it wasn't that way for you. It was more on the riding bike scale than it was elsewhere. I mean, I, m- mentally I would always think about it, even in a cast. I would be thinking about. My first pin back, my first outing back, yeah, first scrimmage, first game, that type of thing, and I just always visualizing what was going to happen in the future. I think just helped my body still remember what to do. Yeah. So you you were a highly motivated individual, even going back to to April and May and in the gym. Was it was it easier to be motivated then, or when you were spinning off sliders and? and breaking balls and you're trying to relearn your location and, and things like that. When was it ever harder to be motivated in, in one spot or the other? Uh, I would say it's easier now since you're throwing Yeah. and you're back on a mound where you, where you've been working for months to try to be. Mm-hmm. 
early on, I would say it's it's harder because you're like, man, I got so long to go. I'm I'm barely even throwing, or I'm not even throwing yet. I'm still in this terrible brace <laughs> that I'm just ready to quit sleeping in, and it's just it just like the light's so far at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. But but now it's just like, man, we're we're right around the corner type thing, and mm-hmm. it's. I would say it's easier now than back then. Okay, so so as you mentioned, we're we're recording this eight days away from from the season opener, February fifteenth, mm-hmm. against Youngstown State. Take yourself back to when you were really rolling, probably March of twenty seventeen. Where where is your stuff sharpness compared to to that? <sighs> I would say it's close, velocity wise. Maybe not where. It, where it was then, right? But as far as just a total feel for everything, I would mm-hmm. say it's really close. I would just maybe after this weekend, uh, after this inner squad, and maybe into the first weekend or two, mm-hmm. I'll I'll know for sure. Do you think the location developed quicker for you because you put such a emphasis on it early on in your pens? It didn't hurt. True. Did not hurt. True. So I I would recommend that for other people that go through this type of rehab. Interesting. Okay, well, while, while we've got you, I'll, I'll hit you on a couple other quick topics. Got a new pitching coach, Scott Foxhall. I've heard some some rave reviews from, from folks in and around. What have, what have your experiences been with Coach Foxhall? It's been great. He uh, He's real knowledgeable about what he does, and he also he takes into consideration you as a player and mm-hmm. – He's he's big into how do you feel today? What do you want to do? It's not a he's not a cookie cutter guy. He wants you to do what is best for you, and he he adapts around that, which I think is great for us as a team because we got so many different personalities and arms and things like that. People like to do certain types of throwing programs, and mm-hmm. he's just he's all for doing whatever that individual wants to do, and yeah. I think that's great. What what motivates this team? And I, I asked that because I was struck by something Jake Mangum said at the preseason team media day about, yeah, this team's been to Omaha last year. They've been to three straight Supers now, uh, won that SEC conference, won the SEC title somewhat recently. But it's it's about what hasn't been done yet that, that motivates him personally. What motivates this team going into the 2019 season? Winning the whole thing. I mean, that's that's the ultimate goal that hasn't been done on this campus, and that's one thing that we want to do as a team. We want to be the first, and we want it to be done, and we want it to be now. Does how how quickly did Coach Lamonis kind of recognize that 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 hasn't been done here? It hasn't been done in in this storied program's history, and that this program is at a point. This campus, but particularly this baseball team, is at a point where everything is geared towards that. There, there aren't really consolation prizes anymore. It, it is this, and that is the only thing that you're shooting for. Well, when we first had our first meeting with Coach Lamonis, he mentioned that Elijah promised to everybody that we were going to win the whole thing this this coming up year. So I remember that. So yeah. that that's where we're at, and he knew <laughs> he knew from the very first day on that that is the goal. And we don't want to settle for anything less. What's what's been different about Coach Lomas running the show? What's what's different about how he operates? I would say it's uh, more structured. 
Okay. And it's we have uh, everybody's got a plan on what they're doing every single day, and everything is just it's more more organized and more structured. And I would just I like it personally because yeah. it, I know what I'm doing every day, and it's I just think it's for the better that way. And how how excited are you to get into that that new stadium after after all this time of construction and y'all are playing in the thing for basically the entire non conference schedule? I think there are three games outside of that stadium in in the non conference schedule. Just how excited are you to get in that thing? Oh, I'm I'm ready to get in, move in, move in the locker room, and just be able to walk out of the locker room and into the dugout just with just fans everywhere, just ready to play ball that's I'm just more excited to get to play again but also just being a part of this this program and being to go into a facility like that is just mm-hmm. something that I myself am ready for and just us as a team well I know a lot of people are looking forward to it and I am too it's going to be it's going to be fun I know a lot of people would have loved to have seen you pitch in Omaha last year and I know you would love to see yourself pitch in Omaha this year, uh, but time will tell in the upcoming months. Well, Spencer, I uh, greatly appreciate your time and, and your willingness to to participate in, in a project like this one. It's, it's been a lot of fun for me. I hope you got something out of it. Maybe, maybe not. Uh, well, I, I appreciate it. Thank you for your time, man. Of course. Thanks for having me. Yeah.